All right, we're live. We're back at DEFCON. I'm here with Mitty Poet. He gave a talk yesterday. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to listen to it because I was making espressos. <laughs> uh, but we got to hang out yesterday. That was we super did. cool. Uh, it was great meeting you. It was great meeting you in person. Mm -hmm. um, what was the talk about yesterday? Um, so basically, I just presented the findings of what was pretty much a year-long research project. Um, I did a master's by research looking at emerging fintech. Um, and during that research, um, I was able to look at the interrelationship between privacy and blockchain technology. So essentially what I did, because I had been in the Monero community and had obviously made connections in that community, I was able to canvas um, those people that I knew or those people I was interested in talking to regarding their perspective of privacy. And then once I had canvassed um, a, a number of interviews or a number of perspectives or opinions on that, I then compared them to those outside the Monero community for example, those from corporations, those from regulators and legislators, um, certain users that perhaps weren't so privacy-centric. Um, what, what type of questions were you asking them? What, was the can what did was the canvassing Yeah, include? so it was really very open-ended. It was really um, just, just seeing what they thought blockchain technology was, um, how it should be deployed, what affordances it could give to uh, people who uh, participated in these peer-to-peer -peer networks. Um, and then how privacy relates to that. Um, but also what ended up happening was we started to see, or and I kind of knew that that would happen, is that you started to see how different perspectives of the importance of privacy um, changed uh, how people viewed the technology should develop. And that's essentially what the paper is about. So it was just uh, trying to qualify what people thought about the relationship between privacy and blockchain tech. So what, what kind of what were the final findings of, of the, of the yeah. paper? So, I mean, essentially, there were two main findings. Um, the first one is that um, people weren't quite sure about what the role of the government involvement should be in the development of the space, so the ecosystem as a whole. Um, and the government themselves weren't sure because there were so many different applications of blockchain technology, or certainly so many different applications that were being uh, played with or experimented. So they weren't sure whether or not they should set the regulation and perhaps arm innovation, or perhaps they should take quite a firm stance in ensuring um, that there wouldn't be any kind of net negative to society. Um, and that was pretty much the outcome of that. The second kind of main frame that emerged was surrounding um, the privacy affordances of blockchain systems, um, um, and in particular the privacy affordances of privacy-centric blockchain systems. And to make that in kind of simple language, um, some participants believe that you should make a distinction between normal transactions and uh, tainted or dirty transactions. And if you make that distinction, then there should be a method for obtaining uh, certain amounts of information about these dirty or tainted transactions. But of course, not all participants believe you should make the distinction between what is uh, a normal and what is an, a non-normal or extraordinary transaction. Now you're, you're obviously you're not talking about Monero in that case because no, no. Monero you you can't do that. No, well in Monero, you, I mean there are certain methods that you can do to uh, ex uh, control the level of information that you're giving to a third party. Um, there's uh, for argument's sake a view key, or you could just give someone your private key and then they have all the information mm -hmm. in your account. Um, but um, and then trying to taint the like taint those. No, no. So if so. The example would be, for example, uh, if, if there was a, 
the tax authority. Mm. If they thought that there was money being money laundered or tax evasion going on, they might come to an individual and say, I wish to see all the activity in your account. Can I please have either your private key or have your view key? Now, of course, um, those two-tier privacy affordances or having that affordance of being able to reveal some information harms other participants in the network. So it was really questioning what people thought of that. So what the users thought of that um, two-tier system, what developers thought of it, what cryptographers thought of it, uh, what the government regulators and legislators thought of it. Um, and so, so I imagine most people in the Monero community didn't think that was a good like something that was good right it, it varied okay. and, and that was the whole idea of the research project was to see where the variations were and where the differences were where the divergences were and then to try and understand how you might go about solving those problems or solving those differences opinion um, but the, I mean there's no recommendations from the paper it's really just outlining where the differences opinions are as we see it now what are your opinions on these questions uh, well, I think you can see it. I, I think in, in the ecosystem, there's already been pressure being placed on what I call the economic layer. So the, the regulators and legislators want methods for um, understanding uh, dirty or tainted transactions, quote unquote. Um, and they're putting the pressure on the economic layer. And in my opinion, it's probably only a matter of time before that pressure starts being placed on the protocol or the consensus layer where that pressure is going to come from, I'm not quite sure, because they might put enough pressure on the economic layer that the economic layer then in turn um, moves that pressure to the protocol or the consensus layer, or they might just go straight after the protocol. Interesting, so what would that even look like? What type of pressure on the consensus, like where the Monero would essentially have to change to, to be more friendly towards these regulators? I, I suppose, or, or more friendly, more legislator friendly, I guess would be the term. Um, I'm not sure how it would look. I'm not, I'm not a policymaker. I'm not a lawyer. Um, really, I was just doing a, like a sociological right. analysis. But obviously, stuff. I mean, the, I'm sure there would, at that point, then there were, I guess, that would s split the community, right? You would have those that would want to make the more friendly Monero and most other, I would think most who wouldn't, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, it <laughs> depends on your ideology, right? right? If your ideology is that you want to make a digital cash that adheres to legislation and, and regulation, then that is what you would attempt to do. However, of course, there's some participants in the space or participants in the network or participants in our peer-to-peer -peer system um, that don't share that ideolo ideology and they have a more anti-establishment ideology or perhaps a more cypherpunk ideology. And, you know, that's totally valid as well. What's, what's your personal idea? Mine is more of the, certainly, the cypherpunk digital cash, digital cash that, that just works as digital cash without asking regulators for permission to use it. Um, I mean, that's a really tough question. I think, I think there's the incumbent financial system like has a lot of benefits. I think we all have to be aware of that. I think it's really beautiful that you have a choice of a monetary system that is not in control by any one government. I think that choice is, is a f a f should, be a should be fundamental to how you operate in humanity or in society. Um, but as I said, there's a lot of benefit to having a government or state-backed currency. In my personal opinion, you know, my debit card works extremely well making purchases um, you know even here you guys are selling coffee and for me to sort that out to give you two dollars for coffee caused me a lot of hassle with Monero I wanted to do it because I believed in it and I believe in the project but the UX is not quite there yet but I'm right. you know people are working on it I guess yeah yeah no certainly uh, 
there's certainly use cases for the existing uh, financial system, um, but then don't you don't you see Monero its purpose kind of being censorship resistant transactions, something you can you know you can uh, transfer value over the internet peer to peer. Uh, the fact that it may take a little while doesn't really matter as long as you have this kind of freedom to use this technology to basically practice free speech in, in the way you transact. Yeah, I mean, you can look at on, on a quite abstract level like you're talking about, but essentially, like, from my own experience personally, which is, you used to ask me a question, like, I, you know, I've had never had a transaction censored by my government, um, but I'm sure there are people that have, and I'm sure there are people that would have that as a danger, or that would be part of their threat model, um, or they would think that there are certain adversaries that may try and stop them from transacting or stop them from engaging in free speech, or you've termed it. Um, but that's not my personal. Um, having a system that allows. So then, what interests you in crypto in general? Then, what's your, what do you find interesting? What do you find to be the core value proposition of cryptocurrency? I think it's really beautiful to have um, decentralized monetary systems that are kind of, I wouldn't say owned, but operated by the community themselves, or by the network themselves, or by the participants themselves. So, it's kind of like a self-governance system, which I think is just. It, it's really nice to watch and it's really nice to be a part of because not only can I engage on a like a transactory level, I can actually engage on an ideological level. Um, you know, I meet people like you or meet some of the other devs or some of the other community members and actually discuss how we believe the project should move forward. So it gives it's like it's like being part of part of something. Um, a movement towards I guess better public good. Now how'd you get I, I, I know I see you all over uh, Reddit you're constantly in the Monero uh, forums on Reddit. Um, how did you get into Monero? Were you were you a Bitcoin guy first, or? Uh, yeah, I mean, I got in quite a long time ago um, through just a Wired magazine article. I read about Bitcoin. Um, slowly started getting more interested in it, learning about it, engaging in forums, discussions, Bitcoin talk forum, uh, not Bitcoin talk forum, sorry, Bitcoin forums. Um, going to like some of the meetings, just seeing what discussions are being had, um, trying to understand the actual technology. Um, and then I guess when Monero came out, I'm not sure how far after the actual Genesis block, um, you know, Bitcoin, I guess, that I would have heard about it. So probably sometime in 2015 when Monero got rebranded from BitMonero. And then I saw that there was, uh, I guess, a different ideology maybe. Um, and then I understood you know, anyone that looks at the Bitcoin blockchain, and you can see, it was pretty obvious to me that you could. there was a lot of information there you could see about a transaction. Um, you know, you could just check where the funds were going, where they went to, and you could keep, you know, going back down the line if you wanted. And if you waited enough time or enough blocks, you could keep saying where the money went to, right? Um, so I could see that that wasn't, well, I understood that as being an issue. Um, and then Monero started communicating that issue. So um, there was kind of a natural alignment of beliefs, I guess I would call it. So do you now mostly just concern yourself with Monero, or are you involved in other uh, cryptocurrency projects? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say involved. Um, I mean, Monero is the one I put most time and effort into, but like I keep, I keep tabs on a few. You know, I invested in a few ICOs. You know, I wouldn't say invested, but you know, I bought a few tokens or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Um, so yeah, there are some other interesting projects that I like. Like I'm, you know, I follow Bitcoin. You know, um, I don't know mu as much about Bitcoin. I don't think at this stage. I probably know more about Monero, about the protocol, and about the the, the roadmap, quote unquote. 
Um, like even the Lightning Network is a little bit beyond me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some other projects, yeah. That I, I mean, I won't name. But yeah. So how would how would you describe your your interaction with the Monero community? What what role do you do you have a role there? Is it just your uh, a kind of a contributor on Reddit? That's kind of what what is your your role in the Monero community? I have no idea. <laughs> no, I really I don't. Um, I mean, I guess I mean really You're certainly well known in the Monero. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I mean, th- really, I only met a lot of these people. I knew them online, sure, on Reddit um, before, and even some from the Bitcoin, you know, Reddit Bitcoin um, or R slash Bitcoin, and even R slash BDC as well. I guess some would have been in and about in R slash cryptocurrency, but I only met really everybody here last year at this event, um, and having the kind of uh, having the meeting on a humanistic level, you start making friends with people. But then from there, they could see that I, you know, did agree with the ideology and that we had a lot of common beliefs about how the way the world should be. And then, yeah, just slowly started doing more and more for the project. Um, and then, you know, in conjunction with that, I was doing the interviews as well. So they were quite, you know, l- wide-ranging interviews. So you learn a lot about people's belief structures and um, how they view the world and how they view how the world should be. What's next with that? Are you going to continue uh, on with that paper? Is there a kind of like a, s- a second thing to do there or uh, moving on to another project? No, you could, I mean, that you could definitely extend that study. Like now that we've outlined where the points of divergence are, you could do a bigger study to try and investigate those points, all right? This was just a really an exploratory case study to try and understand where the points of divergence are between those inside a privacy-centric cryptocurrency and those outside. Not to make it too adversarial, but just to where to see where the differences of opinion uh, are, um, because there are a lot of similarities as well, right? And there's no real point in researching similarities. It's more interesting to research the disagreements to try and understand how you might go about navigating them if they become adversarial or if they become uh, larger social or political issues. Um, that project is finished. It's written. It's in peer review at the moment. It's a really long process. It's a really long paper. So I. There will be um, work to be done on that. Can um, people find it and read it yet? Is it? I, yeah, I'll probably share it. No one's directly asked me for it. Um, you know, I gave the talk yesterday about it. You know, I pretty much outlined everything that was there. If people want to read 50 pages of interviews from people, that you know, they can. Um, but it, you know, the outcomes were pretty obvious. But it was codifying those outcomes, which was important. So the next step is getting that accepted in a peer-reviewed journal. Um, and when that gets done, then you can move on from there. Um, very cool, man. Very cool. Well, I guess one last question. Who was kind of the most interesting person you spoke to uh, in, in these interviews? Like, what, was there any kind of, like, uh, person that stood out as, or maybe maybe most influential? Because I, I think you said you spoke to government officials as well. I, I, I can't say. I mean, it was all under the pretense that it would be anonymous. Oh, everything. they were yeah, all anonymous? Okay. I mean, that was the agreement okay. um, that was made. I mean, I'm sure people okay. wouldn't mind me uh, okay. saying who they were, but, you know, they haven't given me expressed that permission. Gotcha. And I haven't asked them for that permission. Um, but one thing I will say is that you, you would be amazed at how many people share ideology are in spaces that you wouldn't think would share ideology, which I thought... And, and we you mean like people that are like regulators or in the working for the government that no, you would think just, just they actually share the ide- ideologies of what we think Exa- we're opposed exactly yeah well, exactly to. like we, we we I mean Monero makes a lot of things seem adversarial that there doesn't necessarily need to be that mind frame and that was something that I actually found quite surprising that there are a lot of similarities there like you know 
there was robust agreement that people should have the right to privacy, for example. There was robust agreement that we're starting to create a decentralized revolution. It was just how, how we go about doing that uh, was the question and what the, role, what the role should become for the government who were the de facto centralized entity in social structures um, in the past or, or still now. But as we move away from them, we have to try. We have to come to some agreement about what the government's role should be. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we don't really have those answers just yet, you know. And maybe we won't ever. But right. yeah. Very cool, man. Thanks for doing the interview. Yeah, yeah. No worries at all. How yeah. about Def Con? Is this your first step here? No, no. I was yeah. here last year. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so and my second. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to the party tonight. Yeah, I will be. Yeah, yeah. Are you going? Uh, yeah, if I can make. If, <laughs> if you alive, make it, I'm yeah. Still standing. Yeah, it was late last <laughs> night, but yeah, it was good. All yeah. right, man. Awesome. Yeah. Thank cool. you. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.